All right. First is Beethoven or Bach. Oh, Bach for sure. Is there a reason? Um, I just I love Bach. As a piano major, I did I did a lot of Bach, but also just I think liturgically as a as a musician, he he wrote a lot of church music and he has had a very um, always would talk about how all of his music was written to be for the glory of the Lord and not for personal vanity. Beethoven was a little bit emo. He was kind of like the first like emo like rock star. So I I'll have to go Stefio Bach. He's my guy. <laughs> Welcome to Hold On, a podcast for people we love, and that's probably you. My name's Chad Poe. And I'm Lydia McMillan, and we're so glad you're here. So, Chad, what's our word of the day? It's the word of the day. It, yeah, it's the word of the day. Oh, yeah. Word of the day. Yeah. The word is kingdom, as in realm, palatial estate, domain, dominion, possibly even a country, magic if you know a mouse. Yes. And you guys, we are so thankful for your reviews week after week. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. And if you haven't already, please make sure to go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe, rate, and review. Five stars only. You can keep your plebeian pauper responses to yourself where you are. We only take five stars here in this estate. Lydia, how are you? I'm pretty good. How are you doing? Things are a little crazy. Uh, here in the the great state of Texas, where we are, uh, as we record this right now, I need you to know that we are expecting flooding, which is always interesting. Uh, you know, should be good to go. We're not expecting like heavy, but where we are, there's a big 40 mile an hour winds coming, lots of things happening. And when you're at ground, like surface level zero, you know, the elevation, elevation wise, you just got to figure it out. That's what we're doing. My kingdom at my house is within a levee. So we're typically okay when it comes to flooding and stuff like that. But you just never know. So there's that. Yeah. Our kingdom is a sunny day. High of 88, partly cloudy. I don't know if we're going to get rain in the next like 10 days. I know. (laughs) How, how are the, uh, the, the servants in your kingdom, the, the children? (laughs) Yes. Um, everyone's so great this weekend, actually in our kingdom, we played, um, a little game we like to call hotel where we transform the entire house into a hotel. So each room gets a room number. Then there's like the, the kitchen where they have like meal times because this is a fancy hotel where we provide meals um there's also staff only places like the laundry room uh we got a garage where you can park your cars well not really us we don't park our car in our garage because it's full of toys but you know um and we have a lounge area our bonus room turns into a lounge area where we watch uh films and uh, we have a nice new patio for our uh our hotel so no guests just Just the children, but um, yeah, we love playing hotels every once in a while, but my favorite thing are the pool rules. What are the pool rules? Well, the pool rules vary from time to time. Typically, we call our, um, the tub in in the master or the main, what do you call it, the primary room now, the primary bedroom? Um, 
it's, it's a larger tub. And so we put them in their bathing suits and they normally will pretend like that's a pool. So each time we've done hotel, the pool always has different rules. So this time I may I read you the pool rules. Yeah. I'd love to hear rule. Number one, no jumping rule. Number two, no splashing or it will get in people's eyes. That's how splashing works. Number three, don't get stung by crabs. Are there crabs in your bathtub? Stinging crabs in our bathtub, so don't get stung. Avoid them <laughs> at all costs. Number four, do not even hit people. Do not. Don't even think about it. <laughs> do not even do it. This weekend, we are in the midst of my child's history class, Charlie. He's my, my 10-year-old fifth grader. And their project was uh, they had to choose a medieval meal and they could choose it from the royalty or they could choose it from the commoners. And I need you to know that we went with the commoner approach to making some soup, some commoner candy, some 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 pauper candy, peasants and serfs. I need you to also know that there was a very bland diet. In the days of medieval times, they had no chocolate, nothing wonderful like that. And uh, so uh, Hope made a, a soup. I can share an image of it with you. Maybe, just maybe. Wild times. So what what's in the soup? Tell me more, because I might be making this plebeian soup for my family. Green beans, carrots. There's some beef broth. I think no actual beef, just the broth from said beef. Charlie also, Charlie wanted to go the more royal route, and he had asked his mother to pick up eight turkeys. <laughs> like you have a kitchen big enough for eight turkeys. Like where would you put? You could probably fit yeah. one in your freezer. There's a chance it was just turkey legs, but I, in the conversation that I've received, it was eight turkeys. What? What? Are, there's five kids in his class. What will we do with eight turkeys? The candy's also very interesting because it's just a honey-based candy. Mm. Interesting. Lots of things that are happening here at our home. Uh, you know, we uh, speaking of kingdoms, we had a chance to interview someone with a fantastic tweet about kingdoms not too long ago. Uh, Leah mm. B. Sassy, Sassy Seminary student. Had you had any interaction with her before, Lydia, before I introduced you to her on Twitter and her hilarity? No, she's absolutely fantastic. And I didn't realize, I mean, she is in school and she's studying seminary, but she loves music. And so we had that commonality and she's super fun. I just love how witty she is. It was just a joy to get to know her. Would you say... Um, that you're you have a theater background and she has a music background do you think that your worlds kind of overlap some there in the venn diagram as of of the kingdom that is the hold on podcast well i mean she also talked about doing pageants and i was miss bingle 2004 so stop the, i mean worlds stop, collide stop the pageantry presses <laughs> well just so that we can get on the same page though uh, maybe we're speaking the same language. Maybe our kingdom shares some of the same vernacular. I'm going to give you some terms that aren't 
millennial, which is what you are, Gen X millennial, which is what I am, because I'm that combo package that only lasts six years, uh, or even <laughs> Gen X. This yeah. is some boomer lingo to take us to Ooh. a kingdom far, far away. Yes. And I want, I'm going to give you a term or a phrase, and I want you to okay. let me know what it means. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. Boomer lingo, take one. Okay. Boomer is my grandma, right? My grandma, grandmother would probably be a boomer. I mean, I've never met her. I don't know how old she is. <laughs> Gigi's a boomer, probably. It's like that, like in the 40s, yeah? Baby boomers, that's who they are. Baby boomers, okay. you have three children. Yep. Babies are involved. Mm -hmm. They were born between 1946 and 1964. Okay. So this is their lingo. This gotcha. is the this is the language of Back to the Future. <laughs> okay, here we go. Okay, what does it mean to have a gas? Have a gas. So. This sounds very familiar. I feel like um, who was the character on WandaVision when it was the black and white? Didn't she say, have a gas? Like, um, she did at one point. Yeah. She, what was her name? Catherine. She's a Catherine. Yeah. Han. The actress? Yes. No. Catherine Han was Agatha Harkness. Yeah. Did she say have a Agatha. gas? Didn't she say we're gonna have a gas? Like we're gonna have such a great time. Yeah. Yes, she did. So, and okay. that means you are absolutely correct to have a good time. Okay. There we go. <clears throat> okay. What are threads? Threads. Well, like I feel like a rapper would say that. I know that's not like boomer generation of being a rapper, no, but like not at all. a rap artist, someone who's like making an album or a project, you know, that kind of thing. And they would talk about threads as their clothes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Here's one that I may be pronouncing incorrectly. Okay. A, a padiddle. What is a padiddle? A padiddle. That kind of sounds like a pencil. Like you write, Hey, hand me that padiddle. I need to write a note. You said it's a pencil. A padiddle mm -hmm. is actually a game where you count burnt out headlight or brake lights in other vehicles. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, kind of like <laughs> slug bug, sort of. I think. Oh, like punch bug? bug you don't have to see a slug bug? Yes. Punch bug? What kind of trash is that? <laughs> yeah, like punch bug, no punch back. Uh-huh. Punch slug bug, no slug back. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, here's one for you. What's your bag? What's my bag? How do you, can you use it in a sentence? Your tone makes me want to ask, what's your bag? Like, what's your, like, what's wrong with you? Like, what, what's close, bothering you? Close. Okay. What's your problem? Oh, yeah. Oof. All this language may, reminds me of the Queen's Gambit. Did you watch it on Netflix? No. What is that? It's about it's about chess, but it's fascinating. Ah. A, a young lady in a, who's a chess wizard. Ooh. All right. Feel feel free to watch it. 
It's right there on Netflix. They created it. It will never leave their property. It was one of the last great things they've created. Now they are more into reality television. Mm. Yes. What does it mean to do something for kicks? Just, just, you know, like kicks and giggles, like just shooting the breeze just for fun. Just doing it because. All right. What's a drag? A drag. Like you're being really like you're being a drag. You're being annoying. I feel like you spend a lot of time with your grandmother. It's boring. <laughs> boring. <laughs> what does it mean to, to drop? Day. What does it mean to drop a dime? Drop a dime. Like you're putting down a lot of money. Well, not necessarily. Back in the day okay. when they were on when the telephones were that were used were mm-hmm. cost you money. Initially, uh-huh. it cost one dime to make a phone call. That's a lot of money back then, though, right? Because you're like a dime store. You'd go and buy things. It's like the dollar store today, right? Well, is a dollar a lot of money? I mean, if you're five years old and you don't know what $20 looks like, then yeah, a dollar's a lot of money. What does it mean to drop a dime in the NBA today? Do you know what? Are you familiar with that phrase? With the NBA? Like basketball, any basketball. Okay, uh, if you drop a dime in basketball, it doesn't really amount to anything because they make millions. It has nothing to do with anything. My friend Chet Harvey would be ashamed of you, uh, friend <laughs> of the show and listener. To drop a dime means to, to give someone an assist. You pass them the ball so they make a layup. Oh. Or a dunk. I did, I did go point. to a sports camp. So I do know about uh, layups and three-pointers and the game horse. What is moo juice? Moo juice? Like. Yes. mm, Well, moo, like moo moo, like a dress. So maybe it's like a woman's dress. She wears her moo moo and then she goes and pours people drinks. A real fancy drink. It's milk. You made that harder (laughs) than it needed to be. That's amazing. What if you're going to flip a wig? Whoa. Well, I mean, like, I mean, back in the day, I guess if you're if you're a man and you're wearing like a toupee and it's really windy and you flip your toupee, you're probably going to be really angry. So are you mad that you your wig has been flipped? Mm. Yes, I think so. Okay. You are okay. Uh, angry to get really mad. Ooh. Finally, last one. Okay. What is scratch? Um. Well, I'm just going in context of like a uh, record, you know, like when you scratch a record. <laughs> yeah, like DJs, they scratch records. That's a good try. It's actually yeah. uh, money. Oh. You have a little extra scratch. A oh. Pocket change. <laughs> Dollar dollar bills. (laughs) I didn't make it up. I'm just telling you what it is. Yes, the boomer kingdom was a little bit different than ours. Uh, Today Mm -hmm. on the podcast, we are going to look into the concept of kingdom. Uh, Lydia, for you growing up as someone who was a follower, still is a follower of Jesus. Were you having lots of conversations about what it meant to be part of the kingdom of God? Um, I mean... 
because it's part of the Lord's prayer. And that was, you know, just said obviously at church and other places that I frequented, I, I would think about it, but I just didn't think of it as like the kingdom of God and what that means as a believer. I just thought of it as, you know, like the here and now, and then you go on to heaven and that's two separate arenas and two separate things, you know, like you do what you're Uh supposed to as a believer and then move on, you know? At the end of our services at church, we would sing a song. I'm so glad I'm a part of the family, family of God. Of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, join heirs with Jesus as we travel this sod. Yeah. But the idea of being part of something bigger and belonging to something greater was a little bit removed from that to be part of God's kingdom. And the idea that we would be people who are living for the sake of the kingdom, uh, that we, we in a sense, serve as ambassadors and representatives of another kingdom while we live here. Whenever I think of kingdom stuff, I think of time travel, oddly enough. And whenever someone in pop culture uh, travels into the future, they always will experience something that's worse and then they'll come back and they will say, Oh, this is terrible. Let's make sure we don't let that happen. If we were to reverse that completely, we as people who've experienced the kingdom of God, who are part of God's family, we've experienced not a worse future. We've experienced a better future. And we are people who are living in this reality with that kingdom in mind. What are the things that God seems to care about? What are the things that God seems to love? What are the things that seem to matter to God? What is it that helps us to see his kingdom being made present here? So when we're seeing it, the idea of the Messiah and the messianic reign, messianic kingdom, we can't understand that apart from what we read in Isaiah chapter 61 where this Messiah will say the spirit of the Lord God is on me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He sent me to heal the brokenhearted. He sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and freedom to the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of our God's vengeance, to comfort all those who mourn, to provide for those who mourn in Zion, to give them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, festive oil instead of mourning, and splendid clothes instead of despair. And they will be called righteous trees planted by the Lord to glorify him. Now we read that text and we realize when we get to the gospel of Luke that Jesus actually quotes from it. Jesus, the the Messiah, the Savior of the world, speaks as to what what God's kingdom and what God's kingdom representative would do. He says it about himself. We read in Luke chapter four, where Jesus is rejected in Nazareth. We know that he was rejected because of the header. It says this to us. He came to Nazareth where he'd been brought up. As usual, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. The scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him and unrolling the scroll, he found the place where it's written. He said, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set free the oppressed and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Then Jesus, the Messiah, 
rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant, and he sat down. And the eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fixed on him. He began by saying to them, today, as you listen, this scripture has been fulfilled. Jesus is saying that the messianic reign is, is found in him. So it's really fun to consider what it means for us to live with the messianic reign in mind, that we have experienced God's better future. We are God's kingdom representatives in this world. With that said, we had a really great time with Sassy Seminary student, and we hope that you guys do too. Hey guys, we're here today with Leah Boyd. You may not know her by that name. You may know her by her um, social media profile, uh, Sassy Seminary student or twitter.com backslash Leah B. Sassy. Leah, I want you to introduce yourself, but what we do is we give you an opportunity to introduce yourself using a word, and your word is kerfuffle. I want you to introduce yourself using the word kerfuffle. All right. Hey, y'all. I'm Leah. I am a Master's of Divinity and Master of Music student at Church Seminary and Baylor University, Um, but when I am not doing music ministry in Waco, Texas, I am often getting in kerfuffles on Twitter, uh, (laughs) where I find much amusement and making humorous reflections about uh, ministry and my seminary experience as the Sassy Seminary student. That was very fantastic. So, so is, is your, let me just ask you this. I mean, you're going into year two. Do you, I mean, now that you figured everything out because year one's when we do, uh, do you think it's going to change the course of action there at Truett or what? Um, I don't think so. I'm, I mean, now that I know everything as the second year seminary student, because, you know, as a first year student, you uh, don't really know what's happening. But now that I'm a second year student, I think I have kind of a good idea of what I'm doing. Because I'm a music and a divinity student, I kind of take both classes. So I kind of split my time. I'll do some choir classes, um, you know, singing. And then sometimes I'll go over to the seminary and we'll have discussions about documentary hypothesis. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a mix. So I like that because it allows me to balance. I love that. I love the education um, or the uh, music education major part of your studies because I was a theater major in undergrad. (laughs) And so it's like, those were like my best friends because like we understand, we understand. So I have a little quiz for you. It's a this or that, no wrong answers. I'll give you two um, artists or groups or whatever in musicdom and then you will tell us which one you prefer. Awesome. Is musicdom a word? No. But I'll make it today. We're gonna act Thank like you. it is. Thank you. All right. First is Beethoven or Bach. Oh, Bach for sure. Is there a reason? Um, I just I love Bach as a piano major. I did I did a lot of Bach, but also just I think liturgically as a as a musician, he he wrote a lot of church music, and he has had a very um, always would talk about how all of his music was written to be for the glory of the Lord and not for personal vanity. Beethoven was a little bit emo. He was kind of like the first like emo like rock star. So I I'll have to go Stefio Bach. He's my guy. <laughs> Muse or Radiohead? Muse or Radiohead? Y'all know I'm a Gen Z, and I have never listened to either one of those bands. <laughs> I don't know why you even thought I would. <laughs> Chad, which are you choosing? That's hateful. Uh, you know, I don't listen to music. I only listen to podcasts. So I, I, I don't know if I could identify a 
Muse or Radiohead song. But I do know this. You will be able to give me an answer to this next question. Okay. All right. Brittany or Christina? <sighs> Brittany. Brittany. She's got a lot going on right now. She has I, so much going I was, on. I was about to say, like, just even within her personal life, my heart goes out to her. But I just, I love her energy. I grew up, like... You know, like she was kind of like the pop princess. So we we grew up singing her songs on the playground, even though we probably weren't supposed to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Backstreet Boys are in sync. Oh, hmm, probably in sync. I feel like they're kind of the classic, the, the classic. Yeah. Jars of Clay or DC Talk? I know people are going to be disappointed if I don't say DC Talk. I do like DC Talk a lot. I actually listened to them a lot as a kid, but um, my mom is also a big fan of Jars of Clay. And so we, we listened to Jars of Clay in the car a lot when I was a kid. Yeah, Jars of Clay. All right, Tupac or Biggie? <laughs> um, I'm just going to go... You know, I don't know if I could ever identify either a Tupac or a Biggie song. Um, I may say Tupac, though, because I know that he had a very interesting um, impact culturally, not just musically. Yeah. Taylor or Kanye? <laughs> Taylor, all the way. That's my girl. <laughs> we love Taylor. I love that. I love that so much. So you've done some pageants, is that right? I have, yes. Tell us a little bit about your pageant life. So I didn't do a pageant at all until I was a junior in college, junior and undergrad. Um, but my university pageant, Miss Mississippi State University, when I where I went to undergrad, uh, offered full tuition if you won Miss MSU for a year. And I thought, okay, I'm a music major, so I have a talent. Um, I'm pretty decent at speaking in front of people um, and I'm not half bad looking, you know, I can put on a dress. So I decided to go out for it and I ended up getting third runner up. Um, and then, wow. so then from that point on, I was like, oh, okay, like I can kind of do this. And so I ended up competing in a Mississippi local and going to Miss Mississippi that year where I got in the top 10. And then I went back the next year and I won Miss Mississippi State. So I was my university title um, my senior year, which was really fun and special, um, even though, cause I'm not really like, I'm not really a pageant girl, you know, I didn't really grow up with it or anything, but I think every, uh, every Southern girl kind of secretly, <laughs> Amen. So it really was a dream for June. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot That's fun. amazing. Lydia, look, Lydia's from Virginia and she's acting like she's in the deep south somewhere. She's basically in Connecticut. <laughs> wow. Hey, in North Carolina. You keep, speak, you keep speaking of Mississippi State and I need you to clarify the college baseball national champion Mississippi State Bulldogs. Yes, and I was there in Omaha, so it was amazing. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. I love my Bulldogs. Love my Bulldogs. My wife graduated from Ole Miss, so. Oh, oh. <laughs> it's okay. We can get along. But I, it's because I grew up in Alabama, you know, I also, I was definitely attuned to both the Egg Bowl rivalry because my, my family's from Mississippi, Egg Bowl rivalry and the Iron Bowl rivalry. It was a big deal. It was a big deal. But I don't feel like you understand unless you're like from Alabama or Mississippi or you go to one of those schools. You just don't understand how deep the, the rivalry goes, but it's, it's really intense. When does sports hate cross over to real hate, do you think? Like there's, um, you can kind of feel it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, uh, honestly, I think 
it, you know, if I meet somebody from Ole Miss, it's cordial, but they could do anything. They could, they could do, they could do one thing that I didn't like. And I would be like, that's so typical of an Ole Miss <laughs> person. <laughs> you know, so it, 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 it's a real thin, it's a thin line. It's a thin Y'all are out there at Mississippi State just trying to, crops growing <laughs> agriculturally. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's right. Now, speaking of pageants, I know that they have that like Q&A time where yeah. they ask like, there's some challenging questions that I have seen. So I found some controversial questions to ask you from different pageants that there have been in pageant past. Are you ready? All right, I'm ready. If you were a breakfast cereal, what would you be? Oh my goodness. I would probably be Lucky Charms, although that's probably not very Calvinist of me. I'd probably rename them Providence Charms. Uh, <laughs> but I like Lucky Charms because they have the fun little marshmallows. Bit of, bit of bit of fun, bit of color, bit of me. What is your favorite gemstone? Um, <clears throat> as a Proverbs 31 woman, um, it have to be rubies because... <laughs> A good wife who can find she's more precious than rubies i mean uh mm. but i've yet to be found so maybe that shouldn't be my <laughs> should we be pushing that i have a, I have a friend who, who runs a whole blog for that kind of thing <laughs> all right next question which celebrity would you invite to a dinner party and why that's a really tough question um you know, I have interacted with Beth Moore a lot on Twitter, and I think the peak of my Twitter was when she followed me back. So I would love to meet her in person. I've yet to meet Beth Moore in person. So I would say definitely dinner party with Beth Moore. Do you think Beth would be great in a podcast format like this? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> Get you her should, on here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Should uh, reach out. Yeah. <laughs> If you could have one superpower, and you can't have like the amalgamation one, like the grab bag, one superpower and just one, what would it be and why? I was actually asked this on stage at a pageant once. Um, and I said, I'll give you the same answer because um, I thought it killed. It was that I would like the front, uh, the front parking spot wherever I go. There's always the front parking spot just for me. So I don't have to ever walk. <laughs> <laughs> I would have Is never that thought of that. That's genius. <laughs> Just yeah. Throwing cars around. I love it. Yeah. Um, okay. Now, Lydia has done enough research to know that you planned on becoming a professional opera singer. And, you know, you've shared your musical talents. Uh, do you have any talents outside of that? Would you, what would you say? I mean, your pageant here. Yeah. Do you juggle? Do you do you know card tricks? Tell us about this. Um, you know, I consider myself like a jack of all trades inside music. I mean, I play piano, I sing, I teach, I do like literally whatever. I can play recorder. Um, I'm a recorder expert. Uh, not really, but uh, outside of music, I functionally have no skills. I'm quite useless to society. Um, <laughs> I don't really know. Let me think. Um <laughs> Nope. 
but that's what you have to do as a musician, you know, like you have to invest, you, it's like, like not to equate it to like Olympic athletes, but like, if you ask like an Olympic ice skater, do you have any other talents other than ice skating? They'd probably be like, no. Uh, and so that I'm, I'm gonna use that as my scapegoat. I can't really think of anything that I do ex- extremely well um, outside of that. I, I went to an audition one time and they, it was, you know, like mine was for acting and singing. Um, and they're like, Hey, we want you to juggle. And I could not do it. I cannot for the life of me throw up even just like one ball to like, they're like, throw up, catch, catch, like throw it, catch it. And I couldn't do it. Like, I was like, no, that's not why I'm not here to do that. Yeah. I can ride a bike. That's (laughs) That's good. Yeah. yeah. You have yeah. one with a basket on the front? <laughs> a little do. bell. I have a bell. <laughs> I do. I have a bell because one time I ran over someone uh, and it was bad. So I have to have a bell so people know I'm coming. Well, is that something that the judge like passed down or you just made that decision yourself? Did, um, did the uh, It was just, it was my parents. They didn't want me, <laughs> they want me to They're say just- they sound judgy so <laughs> that's good that's helpful yeah hey we have some controversial questions that right. i think you're going to be great with um All the right. first is do you have any thoughts on the fact that pluto may or may not be a planet depending upon what day of the week it is i think that it's an egregious injustice that pluto is not a planet i know that technically if we included pluto We'd also have to include the other ones that technically count as dwarf planets, but I say the more the merrier. Uh, I think our solar system could use some spice, and uh, I think it's it's unfair. Justice for Pluto, truly. Like like, <laughs> like Szechuan spice. Now now Leah, you I feel like I should just call you sassy, uh, Leah. <laughs> since you um I mean, you're from Huntsville originally, correct? Yes, I'm from Huntsville, Alabama. You know lots about space. And yeah. everything involved with space. Is my dad is kind see? of a rocket scientist, actually. Yeah, he works. On Tell missiles. me more. Yeah. yeah, my dad works on missiles. So my dad, my dad is kind of a rocket scientist. I tell everyone he is. He works in Huntsville, so that's why I kind of grew up there. There's a lot of engineers in Huntsville. My mom and my mom coded for the space shuttles. Actually, she was one of the first women to graduate in a computer science program at Mississippi State, and she coded for the space shuttles at IBM. So my family is kind of. <laughs> and then they had me, the engineer. <laughs> I mean, the music, the music person. The engineers had the music person. So I am the black sheep of my family but I love growing up in Huntsville because it is kind of a space engineer sciencey nerdy nerdy place kind of a little island in Alabama of all places now you said you were Gen Z is that correct oh yeah I would consider I would consider I'm still born in the 90s I was still born in the 90s but I but very very late in 1998 did you learn about Pluto being an actual planet or was that Pass. Okay. okay. No, I, I, I learned growing up. I think it was like fifth or sixth grade when they changed it. And you know that you cannot start changing things in the fifth or sixth grade because that's when everything starts changing. So I just grouped that in there with all the awful things that changed once you hit fifth and sixth grade. Truth. Do you believe that there are four or five oceans? Um, I'm trying to name the OC Pacific, Atlantic, Indian. What is, what's the other one? Antarctic. Antarctic. The Arctic, uh-huh. yeah, the Arctic, and then the Southern Ocean is the fifth ocean. I feel like they just added that a few weeks ago. Oh well, I say, cool. We love oceans. 
I like ocean. Y- you came in hot on that Pluto question, but th- this ocean question does. You know. <laughs> does, does, I'm just not. I'm not a. I'm not a nautical. Here. <laughs> All right. So I have a cat. We're a cat family, and and Chad has a dog. He's a he's a dog man now. Dog friendly. There's a dog at my house. <laughs> so which makes a better pet, a cat or a dog, and why? Well, I have both. Right now, I have a cat because it's easy to take care of a cat in grad school, but my parents still have our family dog. I like cats right now just because they let you have, like, personal space, and they take care of themselves, and I don't have to, like, schedule my life around them. Um, so I like cats. I, I'm a cat. I'm a cat person right now. Yeah. They also poop in your house, and it's not a problem for them. <laughs> and I'm not sure how I feel about that. Yeah, but they do it on their own time, you know? And I just, I like that. I like not having to be inconvenienced. Here. <laughs> um, What's your favorite season? I love, I love autumn. Uh, I think it's beautiful, especially where, you know, in Alabama, we're in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains and it's just like gorgeous and it's beautiful and it's exciting. And it it feels like, you know, I'm still in school. So it's like the start of a new school year, fresh beginnings. And then it's soon to be Christmas. And it's just, I love fall. It's a good time of year. What is the best pizza topping? Um, I love like ricotta cheese on, on like, like real pizza, not like pop jar, like when it's like flat pizza and they like put like big little globs of ricotta cheese on there and it's like spinach and it, it feels more healthy. It's probably mm. not. It's not. Yeah. It, no, but but the fresh ingredients. Yeah, yeah. Fresher ingredients. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Cake or ice cream? Oh, ice cream all the way. Ice cream girl. Love it. What's your favorite kind? I'm, I'm a, I'm pretty basic. I like chocolate, but I will branch out and go to some really obscure stuff like strawberry occasionally. (laughs) The the obscurity of nature's fruits. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, look, we've got, you know, as a podcast, we are always having a conversation about the five star reviews, Um, you know, I'm going to give you um, some phrases that are associated with Christendom. Okay. And I want you to give this phrase a, a review of one to five stars, and I want you to tell me why, okay? <laughs> the use of the terms brother or sister. Five out of five. Okay, that's biblical, uh, and it's very early Christian. They would refer to each other. They confounded the Romans because everybody would be calling each other brother and sister. They thought it was like an incestuous cult. Paul is referring to everybody as brother and sister. I love that idea that we are all brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm a big, big fan, big fan of the familiar imagery. Mm. Five stars. Five stars. (laughs) All right, next, thoughts and prayers. Uh, three and a, three out of five. Uh, I, I appreciate the sentiment of thoughts and prayers, uh, but I do think that it has become a phrase that I think some people assimil- uh, associate with. I'm just going to pray about it. I'm not going to actually do anything about it. Mm. And most of the time, if you're not doing anything, you're not praying about it. Yeah. Let's just be honest. We're going to call spades spades here on the Hold On podcast. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> three and a half. All right. Yeah. Uh, love on. 
two out of five stars. Uh, You're being so nice right now, Leah. You're being real generous with those stars. Uh, You're a good person. Uh, again, I, pre- I, I appreciate the sentiment behind being loved on. Uh, but I think that uh, it's kind of weird. it's fair it's fair all right bless your heart oh five out of five i say that regularly it is a southern staple phrase do you say bless their heart like if they're like doing something that you're like oh you're like bless their heart all the time i mean it is it is in my linguistic probably say it 10 times a day i mean bless their heart bless his heart (laughs) bless her heart bless everyone's heart or or just bless it if you just Mm. bless it it's a it's a catch-all yeah (laughs) are you in a senior adult heavy church (laughs) honestly um no, it's a really good mix. We have a lot of young families and we have a lot. Um, uh, we have, of course, our older saints. It's a great, it's a great mix. It's very healthy. Seems like there'll be a lot of heart blessing. I just got I get that vibe. There'd be a lot of heart blessing. <laughs> it's a Southern Baptist Texas church. So there's a lot of heart blessing, but it's good. It's good vibes. Let, I'm going to, we're going to step back to those in a moment with those reviews, but I am going to ask you this. Is Texas the South? I knew you were going to, no, it is not. It is not the South. And I thought it was kind of going to be, I thought, Oh, I moved into Texas. It'll be okay. Not too much culture shock. Um, honey, I cannot wait to get back to Mississippi <laughs> or Alabama or, or somewhere home. It's not, it's not the South. It's more like West. It's kind of Southern, but it's very Western influenced. Well, Texas is Texas. Like I'm from Tennessee. It's its own thing. It's yes, Texas is its own thing. And they are so proud of their state here. It's like they do if they do they treat it it's like its own country. They they probably would pledge allegiance to Texas before America. Like it's it's scary. Yeah. I mean, for me, I grew up in barbecue oinked and it really throws me off. Now I like brisket, but anyway. All right. right. I just had I had to ask why we were there. I had to ask why we were there. Okay, here's one. Do life together. Um, I I like that. I'll give it three out of five stars. I think it's a little bit cliche. It's a little bit cliche, but I think it's important to, to, I think it, I think that encapsulates a really nice idea about living and doing, doing life, doing things together. I like that. Are you doing life right now with a group of people? Do you have some of that going on? Yeah. So I live in the seminary housing at Truett. And so all of my next door neighbors um, are my friends and we all hang out and we have, we have like, we have family night where we would cooks uh, once a week and we go over to their house and we have like meals. And it's, it's really nice to be able to be surrounded by church people who also want to be nerds, you know, like they, they like to talk about this stuff. And um, it's, it's fun for me. Cause obviously like on my Twitter, that's what I do, right? Like I talk about theology or I make jokes about it. So, you know, it's kind of hard. You can't exactly like walk into your church and be like, all right, who wants to talk about substitutionary atonement theory today? You know what I mean? But it's fun. I'm glad that I have friends here to do life with. All right. The next one is the feels or ugh, that hit me in the feels or all the feels. Uh, I'm giving it a three out of five again because I like I like it, but it's cliche and it's a little antiquated now saying feels. Uh, it's a little bit too. It's, yeah, it's a little. Uh, 
it's a little old in internet in, in, in internet colloquialisms. It's a bit mm. dated. God or Jesus told me. Ooh. <gasps> um, hmm. uh, mm. I have to be careful here. <laughs> um, I'm going to give that a two out of five. Um, because again, I appreciate the heart uh, that it, and, and I think it's important to listen to um, what you feel the scripture or spirit is 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 laying on your heart. But um, I think it's very dangerous, very dangerous to think that you are God's revelator. Uh, leave that to the prophets. Hey, um, we are. Uh, I'm going to read you some various tweets slash quotes about the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. And I want you to give me your, your thoughts on just the kingdom of God, what, what that is. But we're going to start with these quotes. One is from, um, I don't even tell you who they're from. I'm going to let you guess. Maybe you'll know who they're from. This one, Peter received the keys to the kingdom. I received the keys to the church thermostat. <laughs> I love that. That's hilarious. That's from Church Curmudgeon. Ah. Uh, here's one. Uh, the notion of a kingdom of God fosters the development of both individual and community that is both the content and the goal of world history, encompassing the whole earth and all the nations. Such as an idea, such an idea arose in neither head nor heart of any of the noblest of pagans. Is that a famous theologian that said that? Mm-hmm. You love this theologian. I was about to say, that sounds an awful lot like Herman Babink. That's Herman Oh, I thought so. <laughs> I said that sounds like my man. <laughs> Here's one from uh, another theologian. Our professor asked in class how we interpreted the phrase "the kingdom of God is near," and apparently, the Olive Garden down the street was not the response he was looking for. That's me. That's <laughs> what you get at Olive Garden? I get chicken Alfredo. Pretty basic. Every time. Almost every time. Yeah. But, you know, I went to Italy and chicken Alfredo is not an Italian dish. If you say I want chicken Alfredo, they'll say who's Alfredo. <laughs> they it's not even it's an American invention, which Amer I, I didn't know that. So sad. I, but take, I, I, I take that tour of Italy when I go. Oh, yeah. I, I, I like the tour. Yeah. <laughs> so. Hey, Leah. Uh, for us this season we're spending time in the in the lord's prayer could you tell us like when you hear the kingdom of god what, what are some things that come to your mind i think of the redeeming of earth when i think about the kingdom of god um because we you know i took my gospels classes last semester so we actually talked about this quite a little bit but it's just this idea that jesus has come here to he's redeemed us and the world is constantly progressing constantly being redeemed until one day it will finally be consummated and so we can get little glimpses of that kingdom in the here and now um maybe when we sing or when we meet as the fellowship of brethren but one day it'll all be consummated and we'll actually live in the kingdom and i i'm excited for that what what what's your favorite song to sing to, to lead worship at church i'm a hymns girl 
Um, I'm taking the mantle back uh, for hymns. I will always champion hymnody. Uh, and, and hers, evidently. <laughs> hermnity. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I, I, so I would probably say my favorite hymn is probably uh, Great is Thy Faithfulness or um, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. Mm-hmm. Both of those are fantastic. Hey, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. Lydia, I am so glad that we got to spend that time with Sassy Seminary student. Hopefully everyone who listens to us will follow her and interact with her because we believe that she's fantastic. Can you let the good people of the Hold On Podcast know where they can find us? Yes, uh, you guys can find us at Hold On Podcast on Instagram and Twitter, at Hold On Pod on Facebook. We also have our Facebook group where we're asking all of these fun questions that we ask Leah and having fun conversations. So come check us out there. As always, thanks so much to our numerous representatives. Thanks to 52 Threads. We are grateful for them. If you are looking into any type of adoption or fundraising, 52 Threads, they are the place to go. On top of that, we love our friends, the Alabama Sweet Tea Company, the very best sweet tea in the business. They have options for all of you. Finally, we would like to thank on this week our friend Megan, who will make sure that all of your kingdom dreams become a reality when you go visit her, Megan's Mickey Dream Vacation. She will let you know how to get to the Magic Kingdom or to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter or any of the other numerous options in the vast kingdom that is Orlando, Florida. Thanks so much. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.